So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily, and I'm here, as always, with my husband, Andrew. And this is episode 109. Which, as everyone knows, is a monumental number. No, it doesn't mean Because <laughs> 1 plus 9 is 10. Okay. And 1 minus 0 is 1, so it's like the number one episode. Oh, okay. You joke. You have legit told me things like that all the time. <laughs> to remember numbers. <laughs> yes. I'll like make up a math like game or story in my head. Yeah, like for our address. Like, but this, like, the this first number this plus this is the yeah. next number. And then, yeah, I know. Like, but you can just do that like or, ad nauseum. Or just like, remember it. Yeah. But, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so we're super excited you're here with us. At, and I hope you are not sleepy because you might hear the tremendous amount of rain we are receiving right now in the background yes however that is inescapable yeah because it's been raining like this for days yeah yeah we actually had raining like this for days there was a, a an older sister in our ward who remember if you're not a member of our church ward is just the the word we use for congregations there's an older sister of our congregation whose house flooded yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I finished work and ran over there and we spent the rest of the evening gutting the house. So hopefully mm. we don't have to go back tomorrow and take out more drywall because the water has risen even higher. Yeah, man, there's so much water. It's like, where is it all coming from? <laughs> the sky. Well, of course. <laughs> But, like, other places, it just, like, boggles my mind how, like, clouds move around the world, right? So, like, why is it dumping here? But, like, in Arizona, or I guess there's monsoon season, or, like, yeah. But in, like, other places or deserts, like, it doesn't rain. Do you want me to tell you why? Or, or is this, like Do you a- know the answer? Because I don't. I mean, it's, it's super, super complex, and Logan's listening right now. And or he at some point, And he can call you and give you the details. Okay. But, but basically, it's- Hopefully we're not boring anyone, but if you're curious, like me, I'm like, why does it rain so much in one location okay. and never in another. So, clouds are made of water, right? Yes. So, where is the most water in the world? Oceans, in the ocean. Right. So, the sun evaporates water from the oceans. Yeah. That goes up, uh-huh. big clouds. And then the wind... Carries the clouds. Carries the clouds okay. over the ground. Yeah. We are very close to the water, which means that the wind pu- pushes the clouds from the ocean over us. So, but California goes through droughts all the time. Right. And so there are, um, it's the same thing in like Africa. Mm-hmm. So like West Africa is super, super arid, but it has everything to do with the wind currents and the ocean currents, right? Cause so they, the clouds aren't blowing east over California. Mm-hmm. They're going the other way. Yeah. I mean, not always. It still rains there and I'm, I'm oversimplifying immensely, but it's basically all due to uh, wind patterns, hmm. which are uh, largely caused by ocean currents. Okay. Well, that makes more sense than I thought it would. So. Right. So most of the, um, most of the, uh, what's the word? Vlogness. What is that in English? Uh, humidity. 
Yeah, but it's just like moist, moisture. That's moisture. Okay. Most of, of the moisture in the air and like the Atlantic uh, currents gets uh, dumped in Europe before it gets down to Africa. So by the time it gets down to Africa, there's like not much. It's like really dry. Hmm. Okay. And so it's like a constant like pressure switching of cold and hot air and that determines where the wind blows. And it's like the wind reverses back and forth. Uh along the coast during the night and then during the day based off of temperature variations. If you are, if anyone is actually interested in this, we will have <laughs> Logan on my brother. So he's, he's studying to be a pilot right now. And so he's like really into this. Um, this and so, so funny. I if, love that if, we just had like a science lesson, like anybody, a really dumbed down science lesson. Yeah. Cause a, uh, I'm an idiot and that's all I know. So <laughs> No, so, but uh, the whole time you were talking, I just keep kept thinking, where the north wind meets, meets the, the sea, sea. <laughs> there's a river. <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, we okay. watch that show way too much. Yeah. But Why we're are not we here about to oh, yeah. talk about... So we're going to have rain background <laughs> noise going on. And I actually love it, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so today's topic is really cool. I'm really excited to talk about this. It's something I've wanted to talk about on the podcast since the beginning, but we didn't really have like a really good impetus to discuss it. Yeah. But today we do. Yeah, so we're just going to be talking about the temple. Um, why don't you start? Okay, so first I want to give a quick overview of what we mean when we say the temple. Because I know we have a lot of listeners that are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, and we have church buildings and we have temples. So church buildings are open to anybody and everybody. I was going to say everybody and your dog, but you can't bring your dog. Um, <laughs> so anybody and everybody. Um, anybody's welcome. Whether you are a member or not, that's where we do like Sunday meetings and right, like, like our youth activities, activities and all that kind of stuff. So that's like our center of our like, like our community center and all that kind of stuff. Like most churches, yeah. Uh, our temples are holy places. They mm-hmm. are places where um, we have to be living up to a certain standard to attend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are places where we make covenants with God for ourselves, and uh, we make covenants for our kindred dead, for our those of our ancestors who have passed and did not receive the opportunity to uh, accept Jesus Christ during their lifetime and enter into the covenants and ordinances of baptism, for example. Uh, and we believe that uh, that those ordinances are necessary for salvation but the lord would not withhold those opportunities for any of his children so he's not going to say oh well sorry like you died before i was born like that sucks like you didn't get to hear about me that's rough Mm -hmm. um we believe that he will give everybody a chance to accept his to accept his atonement his his atoning sacrifice um and yeah, I guess, and progress along the covenant path and, and return to our Heavenly Father. Um, but we also believe that those covenants are necessary. And so what he has done is he has provided a way for them to receive those covenants. And you have to have a body to do things like be baptized. So we um, baptize vicariously is the word. It's so like we we stand in for them. And it's so like in the, te- in the temple, there's a baptismal font. And when you're baptizing somebody for a, a deceased ancestor you'll say like 
the baptismal prayer and you'll say like, yeah, I baptize you for and in behalf of blank person who is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, that's why we do so much family history. Right. That's a big part um, of it. You know, members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are pretty much known worldwide for our obsession with our obsession. genealogy and family history. And that's because we want to get to know our families, but we also want to make sure that they have the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, whether or not they ever heard about him or decided to follow him in this life. Right. And there's actually a misunderstanding about this outside of the church. A lot of people think that we baptize people and then we like consider them now members of the church. Um, like by force. By like. force. No, what we're doing is we were saying, hey, like we don't know exactly what somebody's choices are like on the other side of the veil, but if they decide that they want to accept Jesus Christ and they are willing and ready to make those covenants, uh, we are going to perform this ordinance and they can choose to accept it or reject it. Right. Um, and so if you know, my great-great-great-grandfather decided that he did not want to follow the Savior on the other side of the veil. Um, he And you were baptized for him. And I was baptized him. for him. Like It's not like he's automatically a right. forced he member. Can be like, like, he has mm, to make that choice. Pass. Right. That's so, really unfortunate. But right. But have, everybody has agency. agency. Right. So it's not like forced baptizing. It's just giving people the chance because they don't have that chance anymore because they don't have a body. Mm-hmm. So we provide them that physical chance. But so that's what a, a temple is. We perform vicarious ordinances such as baptism, uh, and we also make other covenants for ourselves and for uh, our our kindred dead. Mm-hmm. Um, prom- we make we covenant and promise that we will basically be one hundred percent committed to the Savior. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that is very sacred in the temple, so we don't generally speak about it openly a ton. Um, but the the gist is that we make covenants guiding how we live our lives and that we promise that we'll be fully committed to the Savior, Jesus Christ, in everything and anything that we do and that we will always be willing to be His hands. Right. And another cool thing that happens in the temple is marriage. Ba-ba-ba! So I like marriage. Well, yes, me too. <laughs> um, but in the temple, we call it being sealed, like sealed together, like permanently glued, mm-hmm. um, welded, and wel- like welded, better. sealed. Um, and what makes it so special is that the ordinance for marriage or sealing in the temple um, binds us together for time and all eternity. And our children. And our children that are born to us so that we can have literally have families forever and ever. Um, In regular secular, is that the right word? Yeah, in in secular Secular marriage ceremony. marriage, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the movies. (laughs) I've only seen a couple secular weddings, but... Have you ever been to it like a non... I I have. Okay. A couple times. Um, but they always say till death do us part or something. Yeah, till so death do you part. part. Yeah, and, and I, I always not just like, secular. Oh my gosh, that's like, so sad. Like, why would you agree to that? Well, a lot of other but, religions also believe that. Yeah. So it's not just like a secular thing. But okay. in in our church, we believe that Christ intended for families to be forever. Right. And so He's provided the way for us to make that happen, and to provide those same opportunities to those people who passed without the opportunity to. 
uh, accept or reject those same blessings for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's what the yeah. temple is. And also, aside from like what you do there, it's also like an extremely beautiful and separately a, an extremely spiritual place and an extremely yes. peaceful place. Very peaceful. It's so beautiful on the inside. Um, there are temples all over the world. I don't even know how many there are right now. But there are so many temples all over the world, and each one is just so pretty yeah. on the outside and the inside. They keep building them, and I remember, and I think currently we're at like 168 Andrew will look it up. But they bring so much peace. Um, it, they're a place that you can go to for answers and just to help you feel closer to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And um, we have... Boom, 168 what? dedicated. Wow, okay. Yep. Currently, okay. And 252 announced or under construction or like once all that have been announced are finished, there'll be 252. Okay. I don't know if that's included Ephraim though because that was just announced. Okay, that's a lot. Um, and this is worldwide. This is not just in the United States. Mm-hmm. But what was I saying? You can go there for peace and answers. Uh, Oh, yeah. Um, So this past year, since the pandemic all started, all the temples were shut down. And we would just go and sit in the parking lot. And even that, it was like, Heavenly Father, like, this is all we can do. Like, we're here at the temple in the parking lot. Like, this is all we can do because they're all closed. Um, And I felt like... In those moments, Heavenly Father was just, like, blessing us with extra peace and guidance and comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's His house. Yeah. And churches are His house, but the temple is a very special right. place where we can feel the closest Right. Well, it's like in the very earliest days of the Lord's interaction with His children, when He was dealing with the children of Israel... They had synagogues, but they also had the tabernacle, or they also had the temple. Mm-hmm. And so they, they serve different purposes. One is a place of just general edification where all come to to hear of his words and, and to be edified. And one was a place where we had to intentionally make ourselves better and more pure before we could be allowed to enter. Do you know what the wailing wall is? I've heard a lot about it, but I couldn't tell you. Okay. Honestly. So the, and I don't know everything. This is just my kind of surface level of understanding. Okay. So the West, the Western Wall or the Wailing Wall is a portion of the original Temple Mount that is still there in Jerusalem. And as we know, the temple was destroyed in around 70 AD. The Romans finally had enough of the Jews and just destroyed the temple. Like, removed the stones, really wrecked it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's still that one portion of the original Temple Mount. Uh, And Jews today uh, go there and pray um, because they currently can't pray on the Temple Mount itself. Mm -hmm. And they go and they have, uh, it's like one of the more holy places in or one of the most holy places in judaism as it stands Mm. and they go and they touch the wall and they remember the temple and they long to like be in the temple and i'm putting 
I'm extrapolating a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't know all the specifics of right, the ceremonies. Right. But basically, they go there remembering the temple that was that was destroyed. And I always thought that was interesting. And then during this, um, during the pandemic, I had like the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest look or glimpse of what that must feel mm-hmm. like for the, for the Jewish people. I remember that moment. Right, because I talked about yes, it. Yes, yeah. Um, and again, I, I'm no way, shape, form comparing our short little uh, exclusion from the temple to the travesty and like the pain felt by the Jewish people, Jewish people for two millennium. Right. Okay? Just wanted to throw it out there, just in case anybody was thinking I was doing that. I'm not saying that, but I, I felt that same type of longing, even if the intensity was different. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like similar in nature, not in intensity. Okay. Uh, we, because of a few different circumstances, were able to like be on temple grounds, even though like the temple was closed. Uh, we were able to like walk around temple grounds, and I was able to touch the wall of the temple. And I like was from just the like outside. right, and I just felt so overwhelmed. Like I just want to be in the temple so badly, and mm-hmm. I'm so frustrated at all the things keeping us out of the temple right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're living our lives worthily. There's a temple right here, but I can't go in, and I can't make the ordinance. I can't perform the ordinances for my kindred dead, and I can't receive of the blessings that can only be had in the temple, right? Because mm-hmm. I, while I believe that God does bless us for trying to be in the temple and, like, going, sitting in the parking lot and those kind of things, I think there are blessings that only come from being in the temple. Yeah. Um, and I just, I longed for those and I felt that longing. And the reason I bring this up is as I touched the wall, the image of the, the wailing wall in in Jerusalem was like pop into my mind. Um, and I was like, wow, this is like, I, I I kind of empathize. I, I feel it again, nowhere near as traumatic or intense or anything like that as the situation that the, the Jews have undergone for so long. But uh, it was just, it was a really interesting feeling and really interesting experience for me. Yeah, I'm glad that you reminded me of that experience. Yeah. Yeah, because I kind of forgot about that moment. So. But yeah, because I remember talking to you about it, and yeah. you're like, I don't really know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I could see that it was such a special moment for you, but I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know the historical background of this. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go back and um, reread more of that. I'm actually... Very into like <clears throat> Hebrew and Judaism right now, or Jewish history. But anyway, that's not why we're talking about this. All of this was to talk about the fact that oh, we didn't even say the temples were closed. Yeah, yeah, we we mentioned. Oh, we did. The, okay. Yeah, that the temples were closed because of the pandemic, and recently they've been opening some of them back up in phases. And we ours is open. Are so fortunate that ours is one of them that has been opened in I don't know what phase or whatever. To be, they're all, yeah. Phase okay. to be, to be or not to be. To the the number two and the letter B. Yeah. Um. So basically, that means that we can do baptisms for the dead mm-hmm. if we have a, an appointment and, and a group of only fifteen or something. Right. And any people receiving other ordinances for themselves mm-hmm. can do those. Right. So that people can be married and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so it's sealed. still limited 
but we get to go inside. The doors are open if you have an appointment. Yes. And we got to go last Saturday, this past Friday. 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 And it was really amazing. Yeah, I was just blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, I miss the temple so yeah. much. I was just so excited about going that my thoughts were just like, yeah, we're going to the temple, we're going to the temple. And then I got in the car and I was like, I'm worthy to go, right? Like, I just, like, I didn't even consider, like, am I prepared? Am I worthy? Am I, like, ready? I was just so, like, excited, excited. that I, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, what if I'm not ready? Like, right. but, you know. Well, it's easy just, like, sometimes. like, spiritually ready. Like, am I going to and, and appreciate this fully or am I just excited mm-hmm. to get in there? You know? Right. So it's, it's easy to kind of just be excited about it. Um, but we also have to prepare ourselves mentally and spiritually so that, it can be a a powerful experience. Yeah. Right. And not right. just like a happy experience. Yeah, exactly. Because I think anybody who goes to the temple and is worthy and wants to be there is going to have a happy experience. Right. Yeah. But if you want it to have like, if you want to have a more powerful alt- life altering experience, mm-hmm. you need to be intentionally preparing. Yeah. And I had the same thought. Um, but... Not luckily, but also luckily for me, I lost my temple recommend because you have to have a temple <laughs> recommend um, uh, affirming by your leaders, right, your local ecclesiastical leaders, that you are worthy to go to the temple and you're living a life um, that is worthy of yeah of temple right. attendance. There's like interview questions, and then you get a little card that's your temple recommend, and uh, that lasts for two years. Right. So I had lost mine, so I need to get a new one. Mine was about to expire anyway, but I had a temp recommend interview like the week before we went. Uh, and so because of that, and like since that day, I had been like for like the week prior or leading up to our temple visit, I had been really thinking about it and like really trying to prepare. And it was awesome. Super, super loved it. It was really cool. We were able to go um, with a few of the uh, youth from our ward. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. Yeah. So when you turn eleven, you get you are allowed to go inside and do baptisms for the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to go with a handful of the youth, and it was really cool. It was it was actually funny because um, when you're doing baptisms, well, okay, like I took all my makeup off because I didn't want to get like gross makeup everywhere, you know, and. Um, because you're like, your face is wet. <laughs> and, and I knew that my mascara was not waterproof. So I was like, that will be very messy. So I took it all off. Um, and the temple workers, they're usually older ladies. And they definitely thought that me and Andrew were like youth. Like, yeah, they thought like I was part like of the 17. youth program. Yeah. I'm like, no. And we're just like talking. And um, she realized we were married. And she was like, oh, okay. So, like, how long have you been married? Like, Kind of like a, oh, have you been married a year or two kind of a thing? And I was like, oh, we're coming up on six years, right? Yeah, yes. and we are <laughs> pregnant. Like it's like five. No, it's six. <laughs> coming up on This is six. so funny because I've never forgotten, but you are starting to forget. <laughs> I'm starting to forget. Um, anyways, so I was like, oh, we're coming up on six years. And she's like, what? And, and we're like, oh, yeah. And we have like three kids and one on the way. And she was like, are you kidding me? I thought you guys were like 17. <laughs> yeah, definitely thought we were 17. Yeah, well, without makeup, honestly, I do look like I'm and I just, very, very, very young. And I just shaved. I still don't think I look 17, but 
Maybe two 60-year-old women, I look 17. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. To be fair, I have it's a hard time telling them between like was... a 60-year-old and like a 70-year-old. Like, yeah. That's difficult. Yeah. Not, I mean, I guess it depends on the person, right? Because, like, sometimes they're like, nope, like, you look like you're ancient. And, like, 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 I don't know, you could be 50 or... Yeah. Well, 50 is kind of young. No, I know. Like, some some people that, like, look older or that are older, like, look like they're young. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like, some people just look really old from, like, a young age. And some people just, like, look really young until all of a sudden they're old. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is not a super inte- intellectually vigorous conversation. Yeah, but anyways, but. I thought that was funny that she thought that we were youth. Um. Anyways, what were you said that you had been preparing for like a week? So like, what were some of the things that you did to prepare? I really like the feeling of reverence mm-hmm. for the temple. I think reverence is something. Reverence and the love of ceremony are something that we're really missing out in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically referring to like Western, maybe even specifically like American culture. I feel like we don't look upon uh, ceremony very highly and we definitely look on reverence very highly. Um, and I, I try and make sure I insert an appreciation for ceremony and appreciation for reverence more in my life in general, but especially before I go into the temple. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to, it sounds funny, but like be less like, not giggly because I don't think I'm a giggly person, but (laughs) like consider like less, less focused on like just having fun and laughing and being energetic and more focused on, um, appreciating the gravity of the atoning sacrifice of the savior Mm -hmm. or being just a little more solemn. Maybe not solemn. I really like how I think it's John, John describes Mary. He said, and he pondered these things or, and she pondered these things in her heart. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I try and take from mother Mary's example to ponder in your heart. To ponder in your heart. To yeah, to cool. not be so focused on sharing everything or not be so focused on being energetic and doing everything or or being loud and laughing a ton. Like just taking that time to to be like Mary and to and to ponder those things in your heart. Um, that is probably the biggest thing for me. And doing things like trying to make sure I'm avoiding types of entertainment that will uh, be stuck in my head while I'm in the temple. Mm-hmm. So I don't... I, that That is the worst when you're like, you have a song stuck in your head and you're just like, I just want to be here in the temple and enjoy my temple experience. And you have like a country song in your head or like a hip hop song and you're like, stop it! Right, <laughs> that is the worst. And so like the, yeah. the day or two before I go to the temple, I went this past time and I hope I tr- I'll try and do this in the future... I tried to listen to prime to music that I would not mind having stuck in my head in the temple. Yeah, that's like a really, really good idea, actually. Um, but those are the main things that I feel comfortable sharing right okay. now. Yeah, well, that's great. Um, I think that's like a good start for, I mean, even me, but anybody else who's considering making an appointment to go to the temple if that's allowed in your area yet. Yeah, and if um, if you're or not, even like. Um, if you're seeking to like create those 
deeply spiritual moments or atmospheres elsewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not a member of the church or if you are a member of the church and you either can't go to the temple or, or you can't go to the temple as frequently as you would like, or again, you're not a member and so you have no interest in going into the, the temple. Uh, finding holy spaces, I think, is super important. Like making, making some place divine. One might say making your outpost of heaven. heaven. There's actually this really interesting (laughs) aspect, and I believe it's in Shintoism. And so if there's a Shinto expert, you can call me and yell at me for explaining this incorrectly. Uh, But they have a core aspect of Shintoism is this separation between divine and, uh, oh my gosh, what's the the word they use? It's like the, the divine and the vulgar. Or the mundane? No. Oh my gosh. They have a specific word they use to describe it. Basically like the everyday and then like mm-hmm. the divine. Okay. And so they 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 have very clear demarcations. And so like the, they're really popular or really um, iconic beams you see in like Japanese architecture where it's like two tall beams and then there's one long beam going across the top and then there's another one just underneath it. Okay. You know, can, you, can you see what I'm describing? Yeah, I can see what you're describing. Uh, so that's like a, a aspect of Shintoism or like a part of Shintoism that demarcates or, or sets apart an area as being part of the sacred or the divine. That's that's separate from the mundane and requires you to act a certain way while, while you're there or mm-hmm. you do certain things only there. Right. <clears throat> and even if you don't, if in your church you don't have a, a place like that kind of set up, uh, that as that is somewhere divine, you know, even more divine than just a a, a church, because a, a church by necessity we have to do a lot of things that we might not want to be doing in divine places, right? Like we play right. basketball at our church, and we, <laughs> you know, like right, right. all those kind of things that aren't bad things and that are very good in churches. But there, I, I think there's something. I know that there is a need for something deeper, something more divine, something closer to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so figuring out how to make those spaces in your life is super important. And if you're a member of the church and you go to the temple, I think it's also appropriate and important to have those spaces outside the temple. Yeah, definitely. Um, we the, hear a lot that the, the thing that's closest to the temple should be our homes. Mm-hmm. And then right after uh, that, and sometimes I wonder, like, uh, is my home really an apples to heaven? <laughs> because it's a little bit crazy sometimes. Yeah, a lot of the time lately. But yeah, but it, it's it's an effort that is worthwhile. And the interesting part about home is that, especially with little kids, it's not going to be as as oh as. Like reverent. Peaceful and reverent, <laughs> Peaceful. right? Yeah. And so we have to introduce reverence in time as opposed to just solely in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think a great example, a great way to do this is uh, our home should feel different on Sundays. Because oh, yeah. on Sundays, our home ceases to just be a, like a, it doesn't cease to be a regular place. It, it, we make it a more sacred place than usual. Mm-hmm. One really cool experience from this past time that we went um, and it has kind of reflected something I've been thinking about a lot was one of my really good friends who's a youth 
but we um, worked closely together on a lot of different projects in, in our ward. Uh, he was able to perform baptisms for the first time. And it was really cool watching him do the baptisms. And usually when you go to the temple under regular circumstances, you only perform five baptisms like per person. Yeah. But because, because they want to make sure that like everyone gets a turn right. and we get in and out, yeah. But because of the restrictions now, you just reserve a time slot, and it says like okay, you have an hour to do as much time as much work as you can do, and so we did like eighty or ninety ordinances. Yeah, like we did a ton of work, and it was a ton. I've never done so many names. Yeah, and my friend was able to uh, baptize. I don't know. I think twenty or th- like twenty five or thirty five people. Or 25 or 35, or yeah, able to baptize for 25 or 35 people. Two people he was baptizing, but he was able to do the baptisms for a bunch of people. And it was just really cool. And, and I was thinking about how, as a youth especially, you are constantly bombarded with the efforts of the adversary to pull you away from our Heavenly Father and away from our Savior. And it would be so nice if you could just go to the temple once and have this crazy life-changing experience and never be susceptible to temptations again. Right. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Uh, And watching my friend, I realized, oh, you know what? Like it's, But it it may not work that way, but it does work. And the way it works is just coming over and over and over again and trying to put yourself in those divine spaces— frequently and Mm -hmm. as frequently as possible and the more frequently you can be involved in the sacred the harder it's going to be for satan to um to tear you down and so i was looking at my friend i'm like man he's he's on the right path and he's here he's baptizing and he's feeling of the spirit and he just has to keep coming he just has to you know they can't like this one experience regardless of how great it is, like it's not enough to carry you through life. Right. I mean, it's like reading your scriptures. You don't get like a dose to last you a certain amount of time. Like you have to keep going back and back and back to make it a lifestyle. Right. Um, yeah. And I like that you said that it, it helps like ward off those temptations, but the process of coming back. Right. It's, it's layer upon layer, line upon line. Like the yeah. Lord just gives you like one little more, link in your armor every time you go and it it was it was awesome to see um when or uh, awesome to watch him and and think about that and then ponder on my life and think about okay how have i seen that in my life how have i seen that these little uh little experiences or even these big experiences just layered one on top of the other have changed me or have helped me to be better and stronger and I think those those kinds of experiences are very frequent in the temple, and mm. they are accessible in a in a concentration and in a frequency that is just hard to get anywhere else. Yeah, I really want to go back. And we were looking at the schedule, and they're like booked through like July or something. Yeah, it's like no, I want to go back like next week. I know. I I logged on but, and like to reserve yeah. a, a slot. The day it opened, and like, like right after it opened, 
and the system crashed <laughs> when I logged Everyone's on. Everyone's like, the temple's open! <laughs> and I got on uh, 15 minutes later after my, like, I, I, I kept trying, and finally 15 minutes later it let me get on. And there, like, there were no slots open for three weeks or two weeks. Mm-hmm. It must have been two weeks. So I grabbed the first one I could, and then you can't schedule another one until after your session. And so I got back on like that night to schedule another one. And like was, after we had done it. Yeah, yeah. And it was booked through June. And it only throw, shows like two months mm. at a time. Yeah. So it was amazing time. It was an amazing time. It was amazing time. <laughs> and I want to get back. So as soon as we can, we will. Yeah. But. And I, I, I think this opportunity to not be able to attend the temple for so long after being so accustomed to attending, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, frequently has made me realize that I'm willing to do, you know, like whatever it takes to, to be able to get to the temple. Like, I don't care if in order to meet the stupid guidelines that are coming out, I have to be blindfolded and hop around on one foot the entire time I'm in the temple. <laughs> if that is like what is required to be able to go and I can moan and complain about it and think that we should change it and make it better. You don't mean like church guidelines. You mean like, no, I mean, even if the church came out and said it, I don't care. Like I, I, I recognize the blessings of the temple and I, I thought you meant like pandemic guidelines Oh, and pandemic guidelines. I'm referring to. Okay. Wear your seatbelt at the temple. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know that meme? Oh, oh, yeah. 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 The CDC now (laughs) recommends that people wear their seatbelt outside of the car. Yeah. Um, Yes. So, like, uh, but the <clears throat> point is, like, I know a lot of people are complaining about wanting not wanting to go back to the temple because of the pandemic guidelines by the church. Uh, and I don't care. I don't care if I'm fully vaccinated. They make me triple, quadruple mask and be blindfolded and hop on one foot and wear a purple tie the whole time. <laughs> um, I don't care. Like, I, I just, I love the blessings of the temple and I'm willing to pay whatever price we have to pay to be able to partake of those of that spirit that the lord offers us there yeah that was a really good note to end on perfect i think you're amazing (laughs) i love you so yes you have a love don't you well i do but we kind of already talked about it it was the rain oh we did i love the rain and i don't actually love the rain i actually hate the rain honestly wow but these past few weeks it's been really really nice to listen to the downpours and the thunder at night, like all through the night, um, it's like weirdly peaceful and relaxing. And I think I think I like storms. I think that's it because I don't like it when it's like sprinkling or like kind of raining throughout the day. But like I like a good dumping. Hashtag Not like <laughs> Emily Jordan quote of the year. Hashtag I like a good dumping. No, that's I mean- going in the hashtags. On the post. <laughs> no, I mean like <laughs> I like a good rain pour, okay? A good rain dumping. A downpour. A good downpour. I like a good dumping. That's awesome. Okay, well, can that be my love? That. No, no, that's staying. That has to one hundred percent stay in. Okay, we're not well, cutting that. I like. I've been really enjoying the storms. I think they're beautiful, and I'm really bummed that they're flooding people's houses. That's really sad, but. It sounds really pretty. Mm-hmm. And 
it's kind of a bummer because Hiram is playing t-ball and all of his games and practices keep getting canceled. So I'm bummed for him, but also I'm kind of glad for myself because I don't want to like, it's kind of hard to like get everybody out the door to go to t-ball practice. Like, Hiram, we still love you. Three times a week or whatever. Mom just doesn't like to support you. No, that is not it at all. I do want to support him. And he's so freaking cute in his t-ball uniform and his little t-ball things. Um, but it is difficult to like get everything to happen. So yep. my love right now, I'm going to do a love. Okay. That's super funny, but I love how excited Oslo, our dog is when I come home. Like he is super excited to see me. I love it, but I kind of hate it because he's, I'm like, well, that just means he hates me. <laughs> no, it just means like I've been at work all day. <laughs> yeah. But he's like super excited. He gets so excited. Like that's the only time during the day he really jumps. Oh, yeah. Is when Andrew comes home, and he jumps all over Andrew. Yeah. He's like, I was kneeling in front of Emily while she was on the couch. We were talking about something, and he was, like, crawling in between my legs and jumping on my back, and, and we don't let him jump on us, but no. he's, like, he can't stop it because he's, like, so excited. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that about uh, about being a dog owner. It's super fun. Like, it, it feels really gratifying. <laughs> like, something loves me that much that he pees a little when he sees me. He does. <laughs> that's you think that's cute, but I'm over I, it. I know. I know. Yeah, I love awesome, but he is difficult sometimes. Sometimes you love me so much that He's you a, pee yourself a little bit. That's not true. I love you so much, but I don't pee a little when I see you. <laughs> that's weird. Sometimes I make you laugh so much. I like a good dumping, but I know no, this is weird. <laughs> All right, and that was our post of having the podcast. Okay. So, uh, if you have enjoyed that, uh, <laughs> please leave us a rating, a review. Uh, Share it on Instagram. Tag us at Outpost of Heaven. Yeah, do all those things. We yeah. love you guys. Uh, please go out and find your divine sacred space. Uh, if you are a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and you have a temple recommend and you are worthy, please go to the temple as frequently as you can. If you are a member of the church and you do not have a temple recommend, please do everything you can to get one and then go as frequently as you can. Because there are blessings the Lord wants to give us that we can only have there. All right. Anything else? No, that was great. All right. We love you. Bye. The Savior loves you. Keep it up. Keep it faithful.